The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by mybookie.ag. Right now, to honor the start of the football season, mybookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid with mybookie.ag. AG. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Track line movement, score sharp data, and use a powerful algorithm that gives you out their best plays. If you're betting serious cash, you need a serious app. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store and download BetQL and make sure you follow them on Twitter at BetQL app. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by the number one daily fantasy football site, DraftKings. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at $2 million in prizes with your first deposit when you put in the code SGP during sign-up. And for a limited time only, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Just go to DraftKings.com and use the promo code SGP. And last but not least, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are proud to announce we've partnered up with BetSperts for our annual free roll football contest. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network and BetSperts are giving away up to $5,000 just for making NFL picks. For more information and to sign up now, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. That's all you have to do. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest to make yourself viable for This is the EPL show, an international special edition here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com, where we've just come off a very profitable month in August. Last week, we lost a lock in the 89th minute and once again it was Sheffield United who got an equaliser they were 2-0 down against Chelsea and came back to make it 2-2 in the UK at most bookies that is actually a payout Um, bookies such as Bet365 do pay out once teams go 2-0 up it was actually started by Bet365 and it's been copied by various other bookies unfortunately that's probably not applicable in the States. So obviously that will go down as a losing lock, despite the fact that many of my uh, UK guys would have cashed that one, including yours truly. But I'm still very disappointed with it. I don't really know what's going on with Chelsea. Don't seem to understand that team. And as for Sheffield United, uh, they are picking up a worrying amount of points seeing as uh, I've locked them up to go down in the EPL this season. I mean, they've only picked up Five points so far, so it's not like they've um, they've got three wins out of four or anything. So it's not massively concerning at this point. And uh, there is another opportunity to bet them at now at plus money as well. If you're still confident they'll go down as I am, but being five units in and always seeing myself as somebody who gambles responsibly and encourage you guys to, to gamble responsibly and um, I care about your money as much as I do mine. So I can't really advocate. 
another bet. But if you have it to spare and um, it doesn't really mean spending more than 20% of your of your monthly income, then, then by all means go in again because I'm still confident that Sheffield United are going to be going down this season. I think once they get figured out, they will start to, to get beaten and they'll probably go on a run where they do suffer five, six defeats in a row, which will make a significant difference. And uh, we will see them dropping down into a league position, which I feel that they'll end up finishing in. Moving on from last week's EPL, it was actually... Um, before I do move on, actually, it was a, a successful week for us overall. Uh, we went seven and three with our picks there. Landed the dog again. That's four weeks in a row now where we've ended up landing the dog place. So maybe the dog is the new lock this season. I'm not too sure what's going on with that one, but we've landed four dogs in a row. We've landed two out of three dogs so far on the European show, and we are 3-0 and with our locks. Uh, this week, there'll be no European show either because of this international break. But what I'm going to be doing this week is I'm going to be doing the first half of the international fixtures for Euro 2020. I'll be picking a selection of games here and covering them on this show. And then for the second lot of games, I'll be covering those over on lockbetting.com. So you're still getting the same amount of shows. You are getting the EPL show here via an international edition. And over on lockbetting.com to replace the European show, you will be getting the second half of the games. So those games will be happening on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. And here you'll be getting the games happening on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Saturday. We start immediately with Italy's trip to Armenia tomorrow. Um, Italy are the the strong favourites here, minus 400, one to four. And that's not surprising, given the pedigree of the two teams. What's more interesting for me here is when we shop around and we find Italy on handicap markets, and even more significantly, Italy on the to win to nil market. Italy on the on the on the handicap markets at a minus one price you can get them at four to six minus one fifty, and a minus two price you get them at seven to four. The problem is is that Italy have never really been a prolific goal scoring team, and although they are moving away from being classed as a super ultra defensive team and have produced some creative players over the years, I still feel that when it comes to going on the road. Italy will be more than happy to take a 1-0 win. And they've got back-to-back wins to nil on the road at Poland and at Greece. So they should be strong enough to stop um, Armenia. Uh, Armenia, in their last six games at home, um, Moldova, Gibraltar and Finland have all left there with clean sheets. So obviously they are far inferior to Italy. So it does suggest that Italy should be able to... um, to just shut them down here and uh, the visitors six game winning run should continue in this one I think Italy will win this comfortably um, by two or three goals but just in case just in case this is a tight affair where we need one quality moment from the Italian team who certainly do have uh, the better players here I'm going to lean towards Italy to nil here which is available at even money in this game. So uh, I'll be taking that um, for sure. Moving on to the next game we have here on our slate. Uh, We're looking at the Faroe Islands going up against Sweden, where Sweden, again, are massive favourites. And you're going to get that a lot here on this show. They're one to five to win this game. To win it on the minus one handicap, Sweden are available at four to seven. 
and Sweden themselves to win this game to nil are available at four to six minus one fifty. Faroe Islands are not prolific goal scorers by by any means. They are considered to be one of the minnows in international football. I'm not expecting them to find a net here against a Swedish team who are solid at last year's World Cup and continue to be defensively solid, more or less. Um, I think Sweden do end up winning this game with a clean sheet. Um, They have Victor Lindelof at the back, who plays for for Manchester United, obviously. And although Lindelof hasn't had a best start to the season, uh, I would think that Sweden are able certainly to to shut this team out. Uh, when the pair last met, Sweden won by by two goals to one. So they have um, conceded to this team before, which doesn't really concern me because you would think that lightning doesn't really strike twice. Sometimes there's, there's different ways to, to look at bets, whereas you look at trends and things of that nature. But if there's just if there's just data from one or two games to look at, you would know, probably look at that one as an outlier um, the, and the outlier that's come early out of the blue because if these teams played five times let's say uh, I would I would be confident uh, of Sweden shutting them out four times out of five so <clears throat> the fact that Faroe Islands have got the goal against Sweden before doesn't really concern me I, I'm fully confident that Sweden will be able to shut them out in this one up next, we look at um, Israel versus um, North Macedonia, where Israel are the five to six favourites. It's five to two to draw, and it's seventeen to four on Macedonia. Um, Israel were looking to to remain second place in the group. It's a, it's a tricky group where it's really only second place on the line here for Israel. As things stand, North Macedonia are three points behind Israel, um, but I think the the home side will fancy themselves here to get the result here at Turner Stadium. Israel generally have a relatively decent <clears throat> home record. Um, it's the, it's away from home where they sort of fall down and is why they've not been able to qualify for competitions in the past. Um, yeah, I mean, not really too much to to say about this one I'm just confident about Israel being the more established team having a decent home advantage and ended up winning this game at a reasonable price of five to six. It certainly won't be something that I'm locking up though on this podcast. There's a a lot of stuff that I like a lot better than this um, with some teams in predicaments where they're going to dominate. It's just a case of choosing how they're going to dominate. So there's a lot of clean sheet and uh, handicap options here. Um, so, and with that said, we move on to San Marino versus Belgium, where Belgium are one to five hundred to win this game. It's sixteen to one the draw, and it's forty to one on San Marino. Um, this is going to be a whooping, and it's just a case of how much. Now we have to be wary because sometimes teams in these predicaments do rotate their squads, but I'm confident with Belgium particularly in terms of if they rotate their players, there's quality replacing quality throughout the team. So we don't have to worry about it too much from Belgium. They do have one of the best squads in world football. Where do I take the line here in terms of what's reasonable? Well, it really starts getting going at minus four where you have Belgium available at two to seven and then when you get to minus five you have belgium available at four to six if you get to minus six 
you have Belgium available plus money at 11 to 10. I would take the four to six minus 150 here at minus five. I'm pretty sure that Belgium will be able to secure a six goal plus victory here over San Marino. And I think that's where for me, the key number lies here of Belgium comfortably clearing the minus five, clearing the minus six is where it's going to get tricky because you're going to need uh, seven goals there uh, for Belgium. They obviously won't concede, so that won't be a problem, but there's no value in the Tanil bet. But there is value in the Tanil bet um, for various bets that are coming up in the show, including obviously a couple that we've already given out. Up next, we go to Germany versus the Netherlands, where Germany are... Just about plus money to win this at 21 to 20. So pretty much evens. It's 13 to 5 the draw. And it's 11 to 4 on Holland slash Netherlands. Um, this is obviously the biggest game of the week because it's a rivalry game. And uh, Holland were largely responsible for knocking Germany out of the Nations League. But I believe that there's a big revenge factor here which is tied to that because they will want to avenge that humiliating defeat it was a game I went to in Amsterdam where um, the Dutch battered them by, by three goals to nil however their last away win came in March 2018 um, and while they have lost um, and while and since then they've lost four of their last six away games in European Championship qualifiers uh, they failed to make the last two major tournaments despite doing really well in the Nations League um, so there's there's a little bit of um, mixed reviews here on this Holland team obviously they have Virgil van Dijk who's now considered to be not only the best defender in the world but the best player in the world something that I don't agree with and they come up against a German team who did very poorly at the last World Cup but they have managed to get their act together now um, they've gone on a six game and beaten run the stretch has seen them meet Holland twice and that includes a victory earlier this year um, the Dutch have now won just one of their last five matches and while they've been beaten twice in their last three games um, and the only game that they did one was a win was a fortunate victory over England which was in the Nations League and they needed extra time to do that um, I expect Germany to win this game um, they, they continue a run here of 12 wins in 13 home qualifiers their, their home form is not really their problem Germany despite all of this all of these transition that they're going through and despite having a, a bad World Cup they do win games at home and as I said there's a massive revenge factor tied to this we're getting a good price on it plus money and this one does fall into lock consideration and of course it's uh, selections that don't end up being the actual lock in the show may be used later on um, as official plays on the lockbetting.com website. So this is certainly in consideration at this juncture. Moving on, um, just checking if we're done with the with all the games for for Friday on my on, on my list here. So the way I've structured this out is just put a load of selections into the uh, into the bet slip. In fact, we do need to skip back quickly to to Thursday because there are a couple of games that I've missed out here. So sorry to um, mess up the the chronological order of the show. Um, but we have Norway versus Malta. 
and we have uh, Gibraltar versus Denmark. And the reason that I like these two games is because I feel that both teams are going to win convincingly with clean sheets, but there's no real value in the Tennille markets. We have one at one to four, one at one to five. Both teams, I do think, give you value though at minus two. Denmark at minus two is available at two to five. And Norway at minus two is available at just a slightly better price of four to seven. I think both teams end up with convincing victories. Um, I think they may be contenders for parlays, which is why I've sort of gone back and, and discussed them as opposed to just completely leaving them out. And uh, I, I do feel that they will get those um, they will get those victories on the Thursday. Now we can buzz back to where we're up to and we have a couple of games that we're going to look at on Saturday. Um, we have the England game. We have the France game. England host Bulgaria where they are 1-12 to to win this game. 8-1 to the draw and 22-1 to on Bulgaria. I'm expecting a comfortable England victory, but I'm not too confident in this defence. Keeping a clean sheet, a lot of players are not involved in the squad this time round. Uh, it's a bit of a makeshift back four. Um, I'm not too keen still on Jordan Pickford and goal. I don't believe that he has as many clean sheets as England keepers in the past. And I don't think there's any value either in England at two to five to win this with it with a clean sheet. What there is more value in is England to score goals in this game. And they are available at one to six to score two plus goals in this game. Uh, and to score three plus goals in this game, you can get them at eight to 13. To score four plus goals in this game, you can get them at 11 to eight. I'm going to sit on the three there. Um, I think England win this game. Uh, another way to go would be England and over two and a half goals in this game. Uh, I think they score. I think I'm more confident with what's coming through for England in an attacking sense when you look at the likes of Rashford, Kane, Sterling, Sancho, uh, James Madison now in the squad. I think there's a ton of decent attacking options there for England and uh, I don't think they'll have any problem scoring three goals against a Bulgaria team and sometimes people hear Bulgaria and they think of Stoichkov and, and people like that and the great Bulgarian players that we've seen in the past this is not that Bulgaria this is a poor side that England should be able to take apart I'm just weary of taking England with a clean sheet because they are conceding goals and that also for me eliminates any big handicap bets there I would just be more confident on England putting a certain amount of goals goals into the net and uh, I think three plus so over 2.5 goals for England over 2.5 team goals is the way to go for that one and that in itself is in lock consideration although I don't like taking locks involving uh, England and Manchester United as you guys know because I support those teams um, finally we look at the world champions France who host Albania where France are one to nine it's 13 to two to draw and it's 20 to one on Albania again uh, we look at handicap options here where the minus one is available at one to three. Um, and uh, the minus two is available at 10 to 11. Um, France to win this game to nil is available at eight to 15. Again, another one in lot consideration because looking at the France defence, I'd be very surprised if they were penetrated by this Albania team. And I really think it would be down to um, how many France win this by. I'd be very surprised if you have the likes of uh, Lucas Hernandez, Benjamin Pavard, Clement Longley, Lucas Digne, Raphael Varane, uh, Samuel M. Titi. The list goes on and on. And even sitting in front of that defence, um, 
normally you have the likes of Pogba and Kanze. I don't think either man has has made the squad on this occasion, but you still have Musa Sissoko. Um, you still have Matuidi in an attacking sense up front. Um, obviously, you have the likes of Anton Griezmann, uh, Olivier Giroud still makes this team, Nabil Fakir still makes, sorry, not team, makes his squad. So, so a decent France squad still, but I think they are defensively capable of comfortably keeping out this Albania team. And again, that one falls into lock potential for me, France, to win this game to nil. We're now going to close out with the lock dog parlay portion of the show. I've mentioned a lot through the show that there was quite a bit of stuff that I liked. There was a lot of stuff that was put into consideration that may appear on the lockbetting.com website as official plays. So look out for that. In the meantime, for this international week, I am going to give you a double lock. I'm going to start with the very last game that we just covered. France really shouldn't be letting goals in at home to Albania. We are getting it under minus 200, so I have no choice but to lock that one up. The second best lock for me, a lot of stuff went into consideration here. I I don't think Italy are going to concede a goal at Armenia. Um, I think England will be able to put quite a few goals past this Bulgaria team. But my favourite play there ended up being, uh, sorry, my second favourite play there ended up being the the Germans over Holland. And that was mainly down to the price, uh, getting a German team who A, want revenge, B, are great at home in qualifiers, and C, going up against the Dutch team that although they have improved, are not great away from home, all lends itself to an excellent pick. So whereas the other one falls just with inside the minus 200, you're getting a selection here at 21 to 20, which is plus money. So I think that's more the type of lock that people want, especially if it wins. If it loses, then it's just a shit pick. But at this point, I didn't want to go for a, a second lock that was... Um, in within that minus 200 frame. So for those additional plays, be sure to check out my website, lockbetting.com, because there will be more uh, as you can gauge from this podcast. There was a lot of stuff I liked. Um, I even like this parlay here. Um, We have Denmark minus two. We have England to win and over 2.5 goals in the match. So if England don't end up scoring three, that does give you the security of possibly Bulgaria finding the net against the makeshift England back four. And the last selection is Belgium minus four. If you parlay these three selections together, you end up winning a one uh, sorry 255 pounds from a 100 pound selection so that's Denmark minus two England to win in over 2.5 goals and Belgium minus four for the dog on this podcast you'll notice that there wasn't one um, as we were running through uh, there wasn't really a significant dog play that stood out to me um, and that's because I don't really see anything here. International football is very chalky and sometimes teams may pull out a draw. But what you don't get is even teams that are priced up um, in, in close games like Ireland, I don't think are going to be able to win at home to Switzerland. I don't think Scotland are going to win at home to Russia. I don't think that Slovakia are going to win at home to Croatia. These are the games where 
the favourite is priced at plus money. Um, I don't think Slovenia are going to win against Poland. So it's it's difficult to, to find a real good underdog. It's slightly easier to find a game that could end up being a draw. And looking through this slate of games, I think the, the standout draw here for me looks to be the Serbia-Portugal game. Um, Portugal haven't been able to pick up a plethora of uh, away victories, whereas Serbia are a relatively solid home team with relatively solid players, although Portugal do have the better players here. Um, Serbia themselves do have some solid players. They have uh, Sergej Milinkovic-Savic, they have Alexander Mitrovic, they have Luka Jovic, they have Dusan Tadic. So they're a decent team here. And of course, Portugal as well are. That's why they've ended up winning the European Championships last time out. That's why they ended up winning the um, the Nations League. So I think this is a uh, a solid bet for me. Uh, for a good underdog there, for that lane to finish a draw, um, certainly the best thing that I can find out there with it, with short of picking out any real standout underdog, because for me, there really isn't one there. And that often is the case with international football. So that concludes this edition of the EPL show for the second part of these games, which will begin on Sunday make sure you check out lockbetting.com. Some of the games that will probably feature on there will be Finland, Italy. Um, Spain will be taking on the Faroe Islands. Northern Ireland against Germany. Scotland, Belgium, uh, France, Andorra. England versus Kosovo. Um, so it's not it's not guaranteed that we'll be taking bets on these games, but looking at the the games that, and the fixtures that are there prior to me researching it, these are the games that stick out um, with interest as interesting games for me. And I'll have a look to see what the markets dictate with that before I um, post anything out. But there will certainly be a second show and it will be available at lockbetting.com. It will contain an official lock play as well, which will go towards the monthly p over at lockbetting.com which as I said was very good for August and looks to be very good for September as well because we are having a good US Open one unfortunate result ending our unbelievable run of tennis was uh, Roger Federer being eliminated at quarterfinal stage um, we managed to swerve the Novak Djokovic elimination I did not fancy him for this tournament I did fancy Rafa Nadal or uh, Danny Medvedev and I thought that um, Medvedev would have the game to upset Djokovic and Federer on his half of the draw but it turns out that there were, there may be a clearer route to the Medvedev Nadal final that I predicted um, earlier on the, uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was doing the US Open preview it's not a show that was here on the Sports Gambling Podcast because it would have been overshadowed by all of the uh, NFL coverage so there are additional podcasts over at lockbetting.com which includes all of your boxing and a weekly NFL show, which also takes place on the on the Man Show. So we do post uh, the Man Show, which is another podcast I'm involved in. We do post that up on the lockbetting.com website. Make sure you check out this week's Man Show. Sean and Ryan of the Sports Gambling Podcast appeared alongside me and Cav, and we did an extensive NFL preview that is available now. Um, the Man Show is a new podcast that we're doing, so if you can't find the feed for that, just get into it over at Dirty Sheets because um, we are having some difficulties getting approval with that feed and um, usually itunes are a lot quicker than they've been with this show i don't know if it's uh something to do with the name i don't know if there can be 
any copywriting issues with, with Man Show, but we certainly will be going forward with the name. If there's any changes to that, then I'll let you guys know. But in the meantime, to listen to this week's Man Show, you can get it over at the Dirty Sheets. As I said, Sean and Ryan from this very podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast, um, the founders of the, of the show, uh, will be on there doing an NFL preview of us. But make sure you check out their week one show as well. Obviously, you guys are mainly on the Sports Gambling Podcast for the NFL coverage and it's back they've done all their divisional previews their over-unders and, and whatnot. now the real stuff starts week one is here and I will be heading off to Vegas to meet up with the guys and to watch the opening game Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers and I'll be staying on Sunday as well so over on lockbetting.com there will also be NFL picks and the NFL preview and futures picks as well for the start of the NFL season. Here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, I'm not done for the entire week. I will be back with a special edition of the Fight Show because we have a big UFC card this week, headlined by, in my opinion, the pound-for-pound best MMA fighter in the world, Khabib Namagamadov. He returns to the octagon first time since schooling Conor McGregor. He returns to the octagon to face Dustin Poirier. So that one will be happening. It's actually happening in Dubai. So you're going to have to get up pretty early in the morning to catch that one over in the States. But I'll be getting up early in Vegas to to, to catch that one. I don't want to miss out. I believe it's going to be happening around about 10 a.m. for me. So it's a slightly more favorable time for those guys um, in the New York area or whatnot. But I mean, it's pretty cool to get up and watch some uh, watch some MMA. I mean, the, the prelim card's not worth watching, but I certainly would catch the co-main and definitely the main event. But as I said, it'll be happening around 10 a.m. That's it from me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening, guys.